Welcome to Into the Deep, a podcast by Gosford Parish, the Shrine of St. John Paul II. Join us each week as we dive deeper into the upcoming Sunday's Gospel readings and explore the things Christ is doing in our hearts and in yours. Whether you're new to the faith or have been following Jesus for a long time, you are most welcome here. In the words of St. John Paul II, do not be afraid, do not be satisfied with mediocrity, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Welcome all of you to our uh, second episode uh, at podcast. Uh, I would like to welcome Jamie, our Shrine Coordinator and uh, Formation Coordinator in Gosford Parish. Hello everyone, excited to be here and I'm here with Father Greg, our parish priest and let's just dive right into this week's gospel. The Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them, and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand, and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Today we celebrate Second Sunday of Easter, which is also known as Divine Mercy Sunday. This special day was established by St. John Paul II on 13th of April, year 2000, when he canonized St. Faustina Kowalska, a Polish nun who received messages from Jesus about his mercy. In today's Gospel reading, we hear the story of Thomas, one of the apostles, who was not present when Jesus appeared to the others after his resurrection. Thomas openly declared that he would not believe unless he saw and touched the wounds of Jesus himself. A week later, Jesus appeared to Thomas and invited him to touch his wounds, saying, Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas responded, My Lord and my God. What can we learn from St. Thomas and his doubt? Firstly, doubt is a natural part of our faith journey. It is okay to ask questions 
and seek answers. But we must be open to the possibility of the miraculous and the mysterious. Secondly, when we encounter the risen Lord, we are called to surrender to him completely, as St. Thomas did. Finally, we are reminded that our faith is not something that we experience by our own. St. Thomas was not alone in his doubt, and we are not alone in ours. We are part of a community of believers who can support and encourage us in our faith. This Gospel passage reminds us also of the importance of reconciliation and forgiveness. Even though the disciples had abandoned and denied Jesus, he still appeared before them and forgave them. He did not hold their past mistakes against them, but rather offered them peace and mercy. We are called to do the same, to forgive those who have wronged us and to seek forgiveness from those we have wronged. Reconciliation is a key theme of Divine Mercy Sunday, which we celebrate today. Jesus' message to St. Faustina Kowalska was that his mercy is endless and available to all who seek it. The sacrament of reconciliation is a powerful way to experience God's mercy and forgiveness. As St. John Paul wrote, Reconciliation is an act of courage because we have to face the truth about ourselves and our actions. But it is also an act of hope because it opens up a new future for us, a future of God's grace and love. On this Divine Mercy Sunday, let us remember the words of Jesus to St. Faustina. I want the image of Divine Mercy to be solemnly blessed on the first Sunday after Easter. And I want it to be venerated publicly so that every soul may know about it. Let us pray for the grace to trust in God's mercy and to seek reconciliation with Him and with one another. On this Divine Mercy Sunday, let us remember that God's mercy and forgiveness are always available to us. Let us approach the sacrament of reconciliation with a contrite heart, seeking God's mercy and grace. As St. John Paul II said, do not be afraid of God's mercy. Let yourself be touched by his love. May the mercy and love of God fill our hearts and lead us to eternal life. Wow, I think what a beautiful, beautiful way to start Divine Mercy Sunday. And especially as the Shrine of St. John Paul II, I think particularly it's very important to reflect on Divine Mercy, as you were saying. And I, I think that sometimes the idea of going to confession can seem really scary. And I think like St. Thomas, sometimes we can be worried that God is going to disappoint us. When I read the gospel, what I hear is St. Thomas being worried that what if that's not Jesus? What if I get my hopes up and I'm disappointed? And so that's when the doubt comes in, I think, in our faith is when we're worried that God is going to disappoint us or he's going to withhold his love and his mercy. And I think 
Divine Mercy Sunday absolutely shuts down that idea that God is going to disappoint us because through the words that Jesus spoke to St. Faustina, he adamantly tells us that he wants to give us his mercy so much. And I think, as you were saying, it really highlights the importance of going to confession and receiving God's mercy, not just hearing about it, but actually going and receiving it. And so I thought from the perspective of a priest, you know, maybe you could tell us why we need to confess our sins to a priest. I think it's actually a good question because many people ask always, why I have to confess to priest? Why I can't just go to church, sit in front of Blessed Sacrament and confess it? Or why I can't just do it at home in the corner when I pray in in the corner of my room? But I think uh, the answer to this question uh, is that Jesus actually instituted the sacrament of confession or reconciliation known to us as well this way when he gave the power to forgive sins to his uh, apostles. Jesus says in today's gospel actually to his disciples these words, If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. This shows us that Jesus intended for his apostles to have the authority to forgive sins in his name. This power has been passed down through the centuries to the priests of the Catholic Church. We confess to our priest because the priest acts as a mediator between you and God. When we confess our sins to our priest, we are not only admitting our faults to another human being, but we are also asking for forgiveness from God. The priest acts in the person of Christ, forgiving our sins through the power of the Holy Spirit. And what I said in our first episode last week, priest is only a screen between me and God. But this is how Jesus wanted this sacrament, so we can change it. This sacrament is important because it helps us to reconcile with God and with the community. It helps us to acknowledge our sins, seek forgiveness, and strive for a life of holiness. It also helps us to receive spiritual guidance and direction from the priest. And I think for many people this sacrament seems challenging, but maybe it's good to share our own experiences, uh, experience where you encountered God's mercy in your life. Jamie, maybe you can share some story if you have something. I think we all have these stories. Yeah, I would love to. And I think this is what came to mind when you were speaking is um, I was raised kind of Catholic, but I had never really encountered God in my own life or experienced his love or really even had a desire for that. And the very first time that I decided to go to confession, I remember I was so terrified, so scared. I did not want to go. I, I don't know. I think the idea of confessing all the things that I was ashamed of and embarrassed about to a priest just seemed so daunting and they were things that I didn't want to own up to so of course I didn't want to say them to someone else but I remember I was in the line and I was waiting and I was so 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 nervous and I almost walked away from the line I just thought no I can't do this I'm too scared and so I went to leave but then of course that was the exact moment that 
I was ushered to be the next person to go. So next minute I'm sitting in front of this priest that I never met and I'm starting my confession and I remember I was I was looking at the ground staring at my shoes so so nervous and not I didn't make eye contact with the priest the whole time that I was speaking and I thought that I would look up from all the things that I'd just gotten off my chest and I hadn't been to confession since I had made my very first reconciliation when I was in year three. I remember I was looking at the ground and I thought I'm gonna look up and this priest is going to be horrified (laughs) and I looked up and I just remember the look on this priest's face and it was a priest that I never met before and I have never seen again but he just had this look on his face of just such love and in that moment I just felt so loved by not by the priest but I just had this moment of I just felt like this is Jesus this is Jesus's love for me and I never really felt that before and I remember the priest saying to me he was speaking about the story of the prodigal son and um you know the moment where the big moment of that story is when you know the son returns to the father but the thing that he said to me that has always stuck with me is he said that his favorite part of the story is not the the typical moment where the sons return and they're all reunited but the moment where the son's walking back up the driveway and the father's standing there at the door and the father he you know he could make his son do this walk of shame back to him you know he had taken all his money and wasted all the love and the attention and everything that his father had given him he just wasted it and he didn't even come home because he felt sorry he came home because he had no money left and the father sees him walking up the driveway and he doesn't make him do this walk of shame back to him but he runs out to meet him and he said that the priest said to me that that is how God reaches us in confession it's not that we're doing this walk of shame back to God but God is running to forgive us and running to love us and running to be with us and I think in that moment is when I properly understood the meaning of confession it's so important to acknowledge your sins and acknowledge where you can grow more in holiness but the point of confession is not to make us feel so bad about ourselves but it's for God to free us from our sin with his mercy and his love and he is rushing to give that to us he's not withholding it and making us suffer for a little bit before he gives it to us but he's waiting to give it to us and I think that's something that's always helped me now when I go to confession because I still get scared and nervous but I always think of that priest and that moment where he looked at me with the love and the mercy of God and not the judgment that I was expecting and yeah that's always been a really powerful thing for me in my faith journey but I'm curious to know Father Greg what an experience of God's mercy in your life has been. I think uh, in my situation is a little bit different what you said uh, because um, uh, when I received my uh, first reconciliation first holy communion then I was uh, as a child, as a teenager, I tried always to go to confession every month because uh, this is how I was thought that this is important. And, and many times when I was going to confession, I always was thinking what priest will think about me when I say this and this. But and every time I was going to confession, there was this feeling of uh, shame and the feeling that I was scared. I didn't know uh, what to expect. but every time I went to confession with this kind of feelings you know that uh, I'm scared the moment I left confessional room that was huge relief and now uh, being priest you know I think this is something 
what I understand also sitting on the other side. I understand uh, when when you are going to confession as penitent because you are stressed, you are nervous, you are sometimes shame shame uh, of what you did in your life. But sitting now on the other side, you also understand sometimes uh, the feeling of people because you go through confession. I go every three weeks or every four weeks now. I try to uh, be, be, on, be at mercy with God, especially when I celebrate Eucharist. I always see, like, when sin comes to my life, I feel that this connection between me and God is broken and I need to fix this as soon as uh, possible. But sitting on the other side, confessing people, I always said to, uh, once I said to myself that I always will try my best that the person who leaves the confessional room is at peace with God. I'm not there to judge. I'm not there to, to shout at someone. I'm there to guide the person. I'm there sitting there uh, representing Christ. And be honest with you, many times I was sitting there and listening uh, to the penitent and I was like, oh my gosh, what I say now? Uh, I don't, I have to respond to this this thing in life uh, or that, of that person and that. But then I started to speak and I was actually surprised by what I was speaking to the person about. I think we, we have to always remember that sacrament of reconciliation is the sacrament where Holy Spirit works a lot. He guides the priest and he speaks to, through priests to us. And being priests, confessing people, and also going to confession, I experience a lot of uh, work of Holy Spirit in the sacrament on both sides. Going to confession myself, but also confessing others. So I think Holy Spirit is really working in beautiful and powerful way in this sacrament on both sides of, of my ministry as the penitent when I go to confession, but also when I confess others. I love that. And I think I can definitely attest to the power of the Holy Spirit in confession. I think there's been so many times where I have kind of tried to word my confession in a way that doesn't sound as bad or kind of avoids what I'm actually trying to say. And somehow the priest will still hit the nail on the head of what the actual root of the problem is and is able to guide me in that. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing, especially from the perspective of a priest and as someone that also goes to confession. But I think connected to this idea of mercy that we're talking about is also the gospel. And we talk about St. Thomas and his doubt. And I think doubt can often be a challenging experience, especially when we doubt God's love and his mercy and whether that will be given to us or not. And so Father Greg has come up with some ways that we can draw inspiration from St. Thomas's story to navigate doubt in our own lives. And so we're going to explore those now. So Father Greg, did you want to share our first our first tip with everyone? I think there's, uh, when we look at this gospel, there's a lot of uh, lessons we can learn from St. Thomas, especially, you know, uh, he represents each one of us because we all have doubts we all have moments of uh, discouragement you know but when we truly experience god then we really open widely our hearts and eyes souls for for him to enter but there is a couple of different uh, lessons uh, i want to uh, actually uh, point Uh, one of them is um, to be honest with yourself Uh, saint thomas did not pretend to believe something he didn't. Uh, Instead, he was honest with himself about his doubts and questions. 
uh, we can follow his example by being honest with ourselves about our doubts, asking questions and seeking answers. So number two is seek out answers. St. Thomas didn't simply accept his doubts. He actively sought out answers by requesting to see Jesus's wounds. And, you know, God can handle our questions. He can handle our doubts. He wants to uh, he wants us to bring them to him so then he can satisfy them and answer them. And so we can seek out our answers to our questions through prayer, through reading, talking to others who may have more knowledge or experience and ultimately trust. I think seeking out the answers and then trusting God is going to answer them. And the last I want to um, uh, point is uh, to stay connected with the community. St. Thomas was part of a community of disciples and it was within the community that he encountered the risen Jesus. We can follow his example by staying connected to our own communities of faith, our parish community, our family and friends who can support us in times of doubt and uncertainty. Thank you so much for joining us today and I hope that you receive something from today's gospel and that ultimately you're reminded of the power of God's mercy. You know, he wants to forgive you. He wants to heal you. He wants to love you. He wants you to let him forgive you. He wants you to let him love you. And I think to finish us off today, Father Greg, if you would like to end us with a prayer. I want to uh, finish with the prayer through the intercession of St. Faustina Kowalska, the messenger of God's mercy. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today in need of courage and strength as I prepare to make a good confession. I ask for the intercession of St. Faustina Kowalska, who had a great devotion to your mercy and was a powerful example of trust in your love. Lord, I am sorry for the times I have failed you and have not lived up to the person you created me to be. I ask for your forgiveness and the grace to make a sincere confession. I know that through the sacrament of reconciliation, I can experience your mercy and love in a profound way. I pray that you will grant me the courage to be honest with myself and with you as I examine my conscience. May St. Faustina Kowalska guide me in this process and help me to see my faults and weaknesses clearly, so that I may confess them with humility and contrition. Lord, I ask for your strength to resist temptation and to avoid the occasions of sin. May St. Faustina Kowalska and her example give me strength to trust in your mercy. Inspire me to keep moving forward on my spiritual journey, no matter how difficult it may be. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of reconciliation and for the intercession of St. Faustina Kowalska. May her prayers help me to make a good confession and to grow closer to you each day. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So at the end, I would like to uh, encourage you to try 
to go to confession during this Easter season. Never be uh, ashamed, never be discouraged. <laughs>